Hey guys, in this episode, I'll be discussing small businesses in the rave and festival fashion industry and why it's important to support them. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Brittany, the founder of Brits Blossoms, a festival accessory company that's been around since 2012, about what it's like owning and operating your own business and the struggles that come along with that. This conversation was genuinely so eye-opening to me and I can't wait to share it with you guys today, so let's get right into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you guys so much for checking out today's episode. Happy Wednesday. I hope you all are having an awesome week so far, wherever you are listening from. Um, I'm super hyped for today's episode. I have been on sort of like a roll here with interviews, and it's been really awesome. I've been meeting some incredible people in this community and today is no different. So I'm going to get a little bit into today's topic in just a few seconds, but I wanted to say a huge thank you guys to all the listeners. Thank you all so much for sticking with me. We are on episode 41, which is crazy you guys we're almost at a year of rave culture cast we're, we're getting there um but seriously thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast um if you guys are new here you can follow along with the podcast you guys can subscribe over on my youtube channel it's just under my name emma capotis if you guys want to watch along with me and you know see the interviews happen and you guys can rate and review on apple podcasts uh i would love it if you would just take 60 seconds out of your day to throw some stars write a rating if write a rating write a review if you feel so inclined um it really helps me out helps people discover the podcast so thank you guys so much for taking the time to do that uh and most importantly word of mouth that's what gets the word out about this podcast so tell a friend today tell a co-worker tell your mom tell your dad tell your rave fam tell everybody tell someone on the bus today <laughs> uh you know tag a bitch tag someone in the podcast <laughs> tag another raver and send a link out to somebody today uh i really I see you guys tagging me on your Instagram stories and Twitter. Thank you so much for doing that. It really, really means the wor- world. And um, I'm just so excited. So anyway, I'm really hype. Can you guys tell with my energy today? <laughs> but now that that's all out of the way, uh, let's get into our listener of the week. So today we have a couple submissions. So thank you guys for sending in your nominations. Uh, our listener of the week is one of you guys that I want to highlight shout out and it's somebody that you know is making an impact in your life an impact in this community and anybody can be nominated so email me raveculturecast at gmail.com that is raveculturecast at gmail.com I am always looking for submissions for listener of the week so this week what do we have here I haven't read this through yet but This email is from Karen. It says, first of all, Emma, you're killing it. I love listening to your podcast on my way to work every Wednesday. Thank you so much. Also, thank you for taking the time to meet with us. I went to two of your meetups at EDC Las Vegas and Izu. I'm Care Bear. Care Bear! Oh my god. What is up, girl? <laughs> Anyways, I wanted to nominate my friend Lexi for Raver of the Week. Also, can I just say that I know Karen as Care Bear, so now this is me finding out that your first name is Karen. <laughs> but either way, love you, girl. Okay, so... Anyway, she's shouting out her friend Lexi for Listener of the Week. She has founded her own rave clothing business called Headbanger Ravewear. 
And then parentheses here, it says HDB, NGR, RWR, Headbanger, Ravewear. Very cool. Her brand is that everyone and anyone should feel empowered, loved, and like a total badass. It caters to all genders and sizes and allows everyone to feel comfortable, creative, conservative, or as sexy as they want to be. Love that. Her message is what this community is all about. P.S. Your last interview guest wore one of her clothing pieces. Oh, no way. That's so awesome. Uh, Lexi is so hardworking and passionate. She is having her first official photo shoot for her clothes this weekend, which I'll be a part of, where she will be having a group of like-minded ravers meeting and creating visual art with her designs and clothing pieces. She also has a YouTube channel and released a 2019 headbanger compilation. She's a fearless... She's fearless and one of my closest friends. P.S. Her and I met at Above and Beyond show at Avant Gardner back in 2018 and we have been rave besties ever since. That's so awesome. So proud of you, Lexi. Can't wait to see how far Headbanger Rave work goes. Huge shout out, Lexi. That is so dope. Everyone go check out her rave clothing company. That's so cool. And the, the YouTube channel. Um, that's awesome. Karen, thank you so much, Care Bear, for nominating her. I love that. I love people coming together and creating companies creating youtube channels podcasts like whatever it is around their interests and their hobbies and passions so i think that's so fucking awesome um so keep it up and thank you so much for being a part of the rave culture cast family i really really appreciate it so huge shout out to lexi for being our listener of the week All right, you guys, a couple quick announcements, and then I'm just going to do a quick intro to today's topic. So first off, I'm looking for upcoming submissions for one of our newer episodes. I want to do an episode all about festival lineups. We are in full swing of festival season lineups being announced right now. It's like multiple lineups a week it's very overwhelming I don't even know what to buy tickets to anymore and one topic that always comes up when this happens is people either loving or hating a lineup and there's always it's always a controversial there's always a debate about it so I want to have a whole episode about does the lineup really actually matter like how important is it actually so I want your opinions on that what are your thoughts on festival lineups are they that important do they make or break a festival for you how do you feel about it Email me, ravecultureCast at gmail.com. That's ravecultureCast at gmail.com with your thoughts, your opinions. Um, Really, I want to get into like a debate about this topic because I feel like it's a good one. So anyway, please send me your thoughts on if the lineup really matters for a festival. And what else do I have? So quickly, guys, I mentioned this on an earlier podcast. I am promoting for a whole bunch of festivals through Pollen. Uh, I've been working with them for almost a year now, I want to say. It's been a while. But anyway, I'm selling tickets to Ubby Dubby, Governor's Ball, Ever After, Bonnaroo, Lightning in a Bottle, Phoenix Lights, Elements Lakewood, so many more, so many local shows in New York City and Brooklyn if you guys are local here. DM me on Instagram at Emma Capotis or at Rave Culture Cast. Either one, feel free to give a follow. Um, yeah, I have discounted rates on some of these. I've expedited entry, all kinds of fun stuff. So I really, really appreciate you guys buying through me and using my links. So feel free to reach out anytime about that and I will hook you guys up with some tickets. think that's everything I have right now. So I want to talk a little bit about the interview that you're going to hear today and then we'll get right into my conversation with Brittany. So... I've been in this community now for a while. I've been going to festivals now for five years. And throughout that span of time, festival fashion and rave clothing and accessories have obviously evolved and grown. 
you know, with the assistance of social media, it's become this whole other world. And it's really cool. I mean, there's like so many different things out there. I have so many videos on my YouTube channel about Ray fashion and outfit ideas and all that fun stuff. It's fun, right? That's a part of this culture. But what one thing I wanted to do was talk to somebody who actually has a business in this space just to learn more about it because I don't know. I don't know what goes into owning and operating your own company. And a lot of these smaller businesses in the festival space are people running these businesses by themselves. Maybe they have the help of a family member, but a lot of them are a single person doing it on their own. And more power to you. I salute you. I think it's crazy. Um, but I'm just really impressed by it. And there's just so many different stories to share. So Brittany from Brits Blossoms and I have been talking for a little while. I found out about Brits Blossoms through Vibe with Aid, who is another creator in this space. And I've had used a couple of the accessories. I love them. You guys will see me with my red fluffy kitty ears that I've worn to, oh gosh, it was Izu and EDC Orlando. And then I have these um, tinsel looking ones that I wore for Christmas. Super cute. She makes a whole bunch of different festival accessories. But anyway, Today, we are just talking about, you know, one, how to get involved. How do you start a business in this space? Two, how do you have an original idea when the market is so saturated now at this point with different companies? And a lot of them, if we're honest here, do a lot of the same stuff or copy off of one another and maybe change a few things here and there. So it's a tough market to be in. And it was really, really eye-opening just to hear her opinion on like how this community has changed and how having a company in the festival space has grown from 2012 when she started until now. So I'm going to let her talk about that. But it was very interesting. And I just wanted to say, you know, there are so many reasons why you should shop small versus shopping with some of these bigger companies that sort of own the entire space I don't know there's just so many other smaller businesses smaller Etsy shops that are making really incredible work and the people behind them have really amazing stories so I think it's just really important to think about where you're putting your money because it matters and it's something I'm still learning about I'm not perfect I've said this on my channel before Even within this last year, just getting more involved in festival fashion, I've learned more about companies and where I should be putting my money. So no one is perfect. Um, But if a company doesn't have the same values as you, maybe don't shop through them. That's like one place you can start and just educate yourself, right? That's what we're all trying to do here. Um, That's one of the reasons I have this platform. I just want to educate other people. And, you know, before you spend your money, just maybe have a thought about, who you're investing in and the people behind the company. Um, I also just really quickly wanted to touch on this because this episode isn't so much about representation. This is more about small businesses. But I want you guys to realize the power of your voice in this space because, you know, we talk about, Brittany and I talk about this, the EDM community is small. It might seem big, but a lot of the people know each other or you'll run into the same people. And there are a lot of companies that sort of like own this space that people are more aware of than others so if you guys pay attention to these companies and how they're presenting their brands maybe on their Instagram profiles or whatever it is pay attention to how they're marketing Um, it's something I've started to notice more and I've personally become more disappointed in some brands as I've realized that they show the exact same people on their feed and there isn't enough representation 
It's the same body type. It's the same ethnicity over and over again. There's no growth. There's no change there. And that's something that I've personally decided to pay more attention to and to direct my money and the the places I want to support are companies that are doing a better job of overall having um, better representation. So anyway, your voice matters, your opinion matters, where you put your money matters. So I just wanted to say that before we get into this episode because, you know, there's there's so many brands and so many companies popping up right now for men and women's festival clothing. And I just want everybody to be smart about it and educate themselves. Um, cheap is not always better. I know that some things are very expensive and a lot of people are on a budget, but cheap things are not always better who knows where they're even made, which is another thing we could get into. But, um, you know, if you guys raise your voices and demand a change, companies will have to start listening. So anyway, that's just one disclaimer I wanted to say as far as shopping big versus shopping small. Um, Brittany today was really honest also about the struggles of having a company by yourself, owning and operating one by yourself, and just again, like how the festival industry has changed. So that was really interesting to hear her opinion on all of that. Um, I, again, had no idea what it's like running a company. Um, And I also was very curious to hear her opinion on working with influencers in this space because coming from the other side, I have stories about working with brands. But um, Brittany, actually, we had a very important conversation about influencer marketing and some of the very big like no-nos to avoid when approaching a brand you want to work with so that's like very eye-opening as well so anyway this was a very long intro but we got into a lot of interesting topics this is why I love doing this podcast um it's really helping me educate myself on other people other point of views just things going on in this community that I wasn't aware of beforehand so I hope that's what you guys get out of this interview as well Brittany was absolutely lovely I hope to meet up with her sometime in New York City because that's where she's based out of but um, you guys can go support her at Brits Blossoms on Instagram. And you can also check out their website, BritsBlossoms.com, if you guys want to pick anything up and browse around and check out some fun accessories for festival season. So with all of that being said, let's get right into the interview with Brittany. Hi. Okay, well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm really excited to get to know you a little bit better and just to share like your story and your brand uh, with the Rave Culture audience. So I'm familiar with your product, obviously, and I did a little intro before I came on, but I would love to just know a little bit more about you personally. So could you just introduce yourself to everyone, you know, where you're from and just a little bit about your personal story? Yeah, uh, my name's Brittany Froelich. I'm 31. Uh, I live in Manhattan in Hell's Kitchen. I have been raving since 2012. My first festival was Electric Zoo, and since then I was addicted and couldn't stop. (laughs) I worked in fashion merchandising for seven years, and recently, like two years ago, I quit to pursue social media. Awesome. Okay. Yes. There, I was in between all that. Like there was some years I was doing Brits Blossoms full time. Okay. uh, Which we could talk about, I guess. Sure. Yeah, I was going to say, so what was your, like, introduction into the music festival scene? So I remember seeing people that year in 2012 going to Coachella, and I was like, wow, that's so cool. I really want to go. And at the time, my younger brother was already going to um, a lot of shows. He saw Tiesto when he was 14, Dead Mouse. Wow. And I always, like, was so confused because I went to, I went to FIT for college, 
Okay. And we would go to like regular clubs. And I was like, why must my brother paying so much money to see DJs? I see them for free. <laughs> um, but then I like got it once yeah. I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's basically how Brits Blossom started also. So I saw a lot of girls at Coachella wearing flower headbands. So I went to Izu and I made two flower headbands. And I had so many girls come up to me asking me where I got them. And I just told them like I made them. Like it wasn't oh, a big okay. deal. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like six months later, I was still like going to a lot of shows and stuff like Webster Hall and Pasha and a couple other festivals mm-hmm. like Electric Adventure, um, some Halloween ones. And then my brother was like, you really should just start an Etsy. And I was like, no, I don't want to. That's stupid. <laughs> um, and then I was like, yeah, I should probably start an Etsy for like have extra money for like just living in the city. Right. Um, so I did. And I sold a thousand headbands in three months. Wow. Yeah. God. Okay. That's crazy. But now it's been like seven years later and it's not just like a little flower headband anymore, you know, it's like turned into like so much more. Right. I was going to say that was for sure the thing that was huge. I mean, and that continued for a couple of years too, because I know when I went to EDC Las Vegas in 2015, I was definitely still wearing the the flower crowns as well. So. Right. So I like started as just like the flower headband, like the single, like you tie it like behind your head Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and then it like branched off to like the flower crowns that I would make with like the hangings on the side and like the pretty chain in the front. Um, and then kitty ears and then hats. And I've tried to, I've tried out some other things based on like trends too. Cool. Well, I was going to say, I'm so curious cause you're the first like Raven festival, like accessory and clothing company kind of thing that we have on here. And I'm so curious, what was it like starting that shop in the beginning? Like, is that just you in your room, just like cranking this stuff out? Yeah, it still is. It is yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, now I have a bigger apartment, but right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. People come over and they don't even, I guess you can't even really realize that I do it out of my apartment because I really hide all the supplies pretty well. Okay. And like drawers that are supposed to be used for clothes, I put like Brits Blossoms and stuff, yeah, like yeah. flowers and like fluff and like whatever is in drawers. That's so funny. So yeah. when, so when did it start to like really pick up for you? Like did, was it gradual? Or? Well, so it was right away because okay. um, I was working a job I like hated and I started I guess in like January, the end of January, I started the Etsy. It really started to pick up in March, like crazy before like Coachella, like ultra time. And like I said, I sold a thousand in three months and I quit my job like right away. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I did really well. I would say the first like three years of Brits Blossoms was probably Mm -hmm. the most profitable um, before all these new people decided to copy and yeah yeah. so for three years I was really good like I got saved a lot of that money yeah I mean it's it's definitely still profitable but like the first three years I was doing like really well especially because it was just like a flower headband it wasn't like yep all this other stuff yeah I was gonna say well it's so saturated now too obviously with like all the different companies coming out and everything but were you were you growing just by word of mouth or Instagram or what were you using sort of the market yeah it's just Instagram yeah um, I mean I have like Facebook and Twitter but like I would say it was mostly oh my god mostly Instagram <laughs> yeah but um and this was before like there was business for Instagram right yep I was going to ask you, I'm jumping ahead in my train of thought, but I just want to roll with it. What has influencer marketing done for your company? So at 
first I felt like it was a good thing. Mm -hmm. And then it became super saturated. And I just have all these girls with like 500 followers or even like, I don't know, just people that don't really have a following asking for free products. And I'm friends with a lot of other rave brand companies like Rave Me Hente, Rave After Rave, Lunatics. And we're kind of getting sick of all these people like Be Glitz. And we're getting sick of all these people asking us for free Mm -hmm. items when they're not really giving us anything in return. And I know I'm like really good friends with Belle, the owner of Be Hente. And like she even changed her ways, how she doesn't really work with influencers. Like you have to be a content creator in order to like work with her. And like, you have to love her brand. Right. I think it's become a little too saturated. Yeah. And it's it's not changed, I guess. Right. Like exactly what you guys are saying. Like it's, it's one thing just to post one picture, but there has to be a fair exchange because you guys are running your own companies and doing this by yourself a lot of the time. So it's a ton of work. Right. And like, I don't think a lot of people are realizing that like a lot of us is just us doing all of it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like our money that buys the supplies, but it's our time. And like, mm-hmm. if we, I have worked with a lot of influencers where I have sent them stuff and they don't even post it because they changed their outfit at the last minute or something. Yeah. Um, so I don't really work with that many influencers okay. anymore. Like, oh, interesting. like I do, like, I love how you and aid like are more content creators and, mm-hmm. It's just easier to work with you guys than begging an influencer to post. Sure. No, that's so frustrating. I didn't, I'm glad you brought that up because this is like a topic I didn't even think to discuss with you, but it is, I think this is great for people to hear too, because if there are any people listening right now who are approaching companies like this, like, I think it's, you should take a step back and like really think about what you're asking and maybe, maybe it should just happen more organically too. Like if, is there ever a case normally where you like do reach out or if yeah, so normally I like when I get to reach out to, cause okay. that's, normally, that's, that's not one I definitely want to work with, mm-hmm. but I have, we have been getting so many like DMS from girls with 500 followers or yeah. a lot of girls who don't even follow us. And it's funny cause they'll, they'll copy and paste to all of us and we're all friends and we'll all just send it to right. each other. Oh, we all got the same email. So it's like, I'm embarrassing and they'll sometimes forget to like change the name. And oh no. Like you really want to work at the company. You really need to act like you're passionate about it because mm-hmm. otherwise like we, we could all tell and we're all friends with each other. So it just looks silly. Yeah. hundred percent. That's such a good point too. Cause it, it's the same thing on the other side too. Like a lot of the content creators, we all talk to each other too. So we'll get like emails and or, or it's just great feedback. Like you guys can talk to each other. And if there's somebody that's like a problem or somebody that's like reaching out to everyone, uh, you can kind of like make each other aware of it. And the same thing for like a brand. It's, it's kind of nice to have each other's back though, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, like for for the first couple of years, like it was just me. Mm-hmm. I didn't, wasn't really, I was like friendly with, so there wasn't all these brands. Like there wasn't a Shopping Glitz. There wasn't a Rave After Rave. Mm-hmm. Um, I became friendly with Little Black Diamond, Ocean Moon, okay. um, Disco Cheeks. And then one day I decided to reach out to Ray with Me Hente on Instagram to do a giveaway. She maybe had 3,000 followers back then. Okay. Um, yeah. And ever since then, we became like really good friends. We've been to a bunch of festivals together. I was going to ask if you guys have all like met in person now, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So in 2015, we went to Ultra together. I flew down um, to Florida because that's where she lives. And her and, and her, our friend Bree picked up me from the airport and they were like thank god she's real and not a catfish <laughs> ever since then yeah we went to like so many festivals together and we're like good friends I went to her wedding oh that's awesome that's so good to hear too because I think 
it's interesting that now just with everything like being in your face, like, and I feel like with some of the content creators, we work with a lot of the same brands as well, but no, it's cool. It's cool to know that you guys are out there being friends and like having each other's back. And it's also really great to see the people behind the companies too, because for me, I want to invest my time and my money in companies that I really believe in. And I think that you guys are doing great things. So it's really cool to hear that. Yeah. And do you guys, so are you still attending a lot of festivals or how do you handle that now? <laughs> my first year that I'm not attending any festivals. Okay. Since 2011. After turning 30, I was like, <laughs> uh, it's not even the age thing. Maybe it's more that I've like been to so many festivals. I've seen so many of the acts. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, the music is changing, the, yep. people, the crowds are changing, and it's just not my thing anymore. Yeah, fair enough. I'm sure you have your hands full. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would definitely do Coachella again, but that's probably the only Montreal festival that, I mean, I would probably go to Tomorrowland if I was, like, also, like, like another trip, like, in Europe and, like, happened to be there around that time I'd go, mm -hmm. but... As of now, I'm not really planning on any festivals. It's sad because I've been doing this for so long, but yeah. I guess it's time to grow up. Okay. And well, and you're in the city too, which I had no idea you were in Hell's Kitchen, so that's awesome. Um, so are do you still attend any shows like locally in the city or if you're kind of stepping back? Yeah, not really. Um, <laughs> I went to Hollow a couple weeks oh. ago. That was amazing. Yep. Before that, the last show I went to was Carl Cox in June. So I'm just really taking it slow now because I I mean my first couple of years I would go like to Webster Hall or Pasha every weekend so right 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 definitely taking a slow down unless it's someone I really want to see yeah I feel that I know there's there's almost like too much happening <laughs> and I follow all the venues on Instagram I'm like overwhelmed by tickets I know it's too much but um so I was gonna ask you how in these last few years how has your company changed or have you approached you know, what you're doing differently or just what has the growth been like in the last more recent years? Yeah. So last couple of years has been harder just because like we've been talking about it's become so saturated with all these girls who want to start their own company also. Mm -hmm. So it's right. been a little bit harder to all these girls since they're also starting and they're not coming out with their own ideas. They're just copying ours, mm -hmm. which is kind of sad. Yep. Um, and then just selling it for less money, which they might not even be making that much money then if they're selling. Because I sell my products for super cheap. I mean, yeah, I can't are. they're like mm -hmm. $14. Nice. If you're selling them for $10, you're really not making any profit. But right, right. Um, it's been a little hard knowing like what trends are going to work mm -hmm. and what girls are not going to be copying right away. Sure. That's so tricky. Well, it's definitely, easy. It was just definitely easier like my first couple of years. Sure. No, I know. It, it, it changes everything. And I mean, like, staying on top of the trends, too, is an interesting one. Because I know, well, one, I love, you, you have the mouse ears as well. So I was going to ask, are you a big Disney fan? Or <laughs> where did that come from? So I love Disney. Okay. I must have had someone ask me to make mouse ears, like, back years ago. Okay. And I like, kind of stuck with it. Um, and one I was selling on Etsy. Mm -hmm. Um I would sell like tons of mouse ears because a lot of those people like are Disney goers, like, like our shop on Etsy and stuff. So, I mean, I love Disney. I've been the past like two years for my birthday and like I've been a ton other times. Yeah. Um, so I definitely am like a Disney goer, yeah. but I have worn the mouse ears <laughs> to easy one of the years. Okay. Well, that's smart though. That is good because it is a separate, a separate consumer than the typical festival market too, which is also smart. 
Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So when, so with all the trends coming out and things changing, I know you made some cowboy hats this year. Is there anything else you see yourself venturing into or like, how do you, how do you make yourself aware of the trends and like what you decide to actually follow through with or what you want to stick with? Yeah. So the trends are kind of hard because they're like so quick now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been really lucky that kitty ears have still been like a thing. Yep. I love my kitty ears. <laughs> yeah. So the cowboy hats, they're not my kind of thing. Like I saw you post the whole video on like the trends. Oh yeah. I'm personally not a fan of the cowboy chaps. Like I don't like any of that stuff, but my cowboy hats sold. I'm probably not going to bring them back for this year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's oversaturated again. Now too many people you can basically buy them on Amazon, which sucks. Yep. Um, I'm not really sure what the next trend is. Yep. I mean, like, reflective is definitely in. I'm not really sure what I could do with that. Mm-hmm. It's tough. But sometimes you, sometimes sticking to, because I feel like sometimes if you do too much or you just, like, hop on the bandwagon with, it, with it, anything, then, I don't know, you're just not being original. And something with you is, like, you have your core product, which I love. So people, like, know what to get from you, and they know, like, the quality they're going to get. So I kind of love that because when I think about, like, my kitty ears and the fluff ears, like, you're the company I automatically think of. So it's kind of nice to own your own market in the space. Yeah, definitely. It's always good, though, to, like, know what's the next trend that's coming. Yep, yep. I'm kind of at the point where I'm not really sure <laughs> what to do with my accessories right now. Yeah, it'll come to you. It's also- Just because, like, also all these girls are now selling stuff for so much cheaper. Like, I sold a bunch of hats for, like, years, the Captain Hats, for, like, mm-hmm. Burning Man, Ultra, like, so many. I sold a ton of them. And now it's just so saturated with girls selling them for way less money. Right. Um, so I don't even think they're really making a profit, but yep. um, so, I mean, the girls would probably rather spend less money on their accessories. That's just like, to me, the accessories is like the last part of the outfit you think about. Right. So, I mean, after you like buy the outfit, buy festival tickets. So like, then I'm the last person. So well, it depends on the outfit. I was going to say, so the captain's hat, I did a DIY myself and like the amount of time that, that took me, like I can't even imagine like yeah. how much, what does your typical week look like and how much time are you spent creating and building everything? So, I mean, it depends on how many orders I have. So like some days I could work 12 hour days, like sitting at my desk and I love doing it. So like, I don't mind it. Yeah. Um, like two years ago I sold for Dolls Kill and I had to make over 300 kitty ears. Wow. Yeah, my whole room was, like, full of kitty ears. I sat there for, like, three weeks straight making kitty ears. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. It just depends on how many orders I have. Okay. Um, There's not, like, a specific time because I – so I work in social media remotely Mm -hmm. for um, an eye care company. So I work at home anyway. So I could spend as much time as I want, like, on Brits Blossoms. Nice. That's awesome. That's my ideal goal. Eventually, I want to just work from home. <laughs> it's kind of nice. It's kind of like, it's nice, but I also like kind of miss being around some people. Yeah. Yeah. You home all day. Do you have any pets? No, I don't. Okay. I was going to say, I, I feel like I would just buy a dog after a while because I just want to have like someone in the house with me. <laughs> yeah, it's just me. And then I live with my brother, but he's, he's not really here that much. Cool. And are you originally from New York? Yeah, so I'm from an hour upstate. Okay. It's called Monroe, but it's like the Woodbury Common Outlets are up there. Most people like know the outlets. Yep. Um, but I've lived here since I was 17 when I went to FIT. Okay. Um, yeah. Like on and off kind of. 
Were, so did you, you said, were you in school when you started this or right after? No. So I started this when I was 24. We're probably right. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah, I was like way out of it. Okay. Cause, but you have that fashion background too. I was yeah. going to ask, were you always like a more creative person? Was this like your first sort of project like this? Well, I was like- super creative. I used to sew in high school. Okay. I just like didn't stick with sewing. I've always liked kind of crafting. Yep. I was young and this kind of just like fell into my hands, which like worked really well because I really loved raving. Mm-hmm. Like I just loved it so much. So, and it worked out so perfectly that this was like for raving. Yeah. No, it's awesome when you can combine like your hobby, like your interests and your hobbies together. And then to create a business around the whole thing is just like pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to like, so, so what would be like the next big steps for you or like going into this year? What are you most excited about? I mean, I'm excited to see the trends and see if like there's something else, something new I could come up with. Mm-hmm. These fluff kitties have now been around for like three years. Yeah. So I just want to know like what's next. I have like some, I have literally like 30 something different colors you could choose from for the fluff yeah. kitty. And the custom too, right? Yeah, I do custom orders all the time. I like that a lot. That's awesome. What's like the, do you have the most popular one for the custom ones that you get a lot? Um, definitely the logo kitty ears. The, okay. The artist yeah. ones. Probably like face nectar or excision is definitely. Yeah. Just definitely guess. <laughs> because it's changed over the years. Like when I first started, it was like Martin Garrix and, and like the James Nickers or something. Right, right, right. I know it's funny. It's like going the opposite end to like all the bass music. Yeah, it's not for me, but it's definitely. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I feel that. Um, I'm curious too, if for anybody, like I know we talked about, there are a lot of, of other shops opening or people who are like starting side hustles or their own smaller companies. Do you have any advice for people listening who would want to get into this space? Yeah, definitely. I would say do something different. Don't just copy. Mm-hmm. When you do something different, it really shows that you've thought about it and that you are looking to be serious in this business. If you just copy one of us, I mean, you're basically, I mean, this, I feel like the EDM community is small. I mean, it's big, but like it's small. Yep. And, and if you just end up copying, you're really like losing out on like a market that you could potentially be getting. Right. Yeah. There's still so many original ideas. And like you said, like, we don't know what the trends are going to be, but you can kind of see like a shift in things happening. And like, yet yeah, the re- reflective thing is like huge right now, but that doesn't necessarily mean that every company that that's going to fit for them and they need to jump on top of that. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of into, this is more clothing related, but I'm like really into the whole girly moment that we're ha- having. Like I want to buy, I actually did just buy a skirt for an upcoming festival. I, I just think it's so cute. And I literally never in the nine years I've been doing this would have ever worn a skirt to a show (laughs) so that's so for me personally I was like really I would say I wouldn't say conservative but like when I first started going to festivals I would only wear jean shorts with a crop top like even when (laughs) when Belle went to her first ultra together um she like wanted me to wear her bottoms and I was like no like I was so (laughs) against it so funny how like things have changed it's so different. I know. I, there's definitely like a taste for everybody, like depending on what you're into or what type of festival that you're going to. But 
I, I'm with you. Like I was always in the, the gen, denim shorts, crop top. I wore sports bras for a really long time before I even got into like rave clothing. And now some of these outfits that people come up with are so intricate from like every detail. And I don't know how that they come up with these things. <laughs> I mean, there's so many girls that are like really pushing the like fashion for EDM. Definitely. I know it's a lot, it's a lot to keep up with, but I think the cool thing, like that's definitely been happening that I've noticed just from like my friends in the community is investing in smaller companies and, and shopping smaller, which I love. Just a huge thing amongst like my friends and my peers, like we talk to each other. So any companies out there that are like bigger companies that maybe don't have the best past or have had some like controversial moments, you know, that's not something that interests me really anymore to shop from them. And that's something like that gets around from word of mouth as well. So I feel like it's nice to see some of these other companies starting to have like their moment this year. So I'm like excited to, to shop from some newer companies. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the bigger companies too have it's easier for them to get stuff cheaper mm-hmm. and they mean they copy like I'm a I'm a fan of doll scale like they carried my stuff but I have a lot I mean they have copied me they've copied like yeah um choppy glitz so I definitely like wouldn't say like don't buy from them because right, like right, right. they have some cute things but it's sad when we're like supposed to be in a community and mm-hmm it's just sad when you get copied and like, you're like the small little 25 K like business, like thousand followers business. And you get copied by like, like for me for so long, I was doing this and now I'm getting like, I got copied by like Claire's forever 21. And I'm like, who are these people looking at my stuff? Wow. That's crazy. I was going to say, do you remember the first time that that happened to you? Um, I don't know if I remember the first time. It's probably like after Ever 21 and I saw something, it was like an exact copy of something I made. I don't remember what it was exactly. Yep. But like, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to work anymore. That is so crazy. I know. It's like, it's, it's difficult. That's definitely one of the biggest challenges I was going to say with everything like this. But on the flip side, what, what has been like the most rewarding part about owning your own company? In this I would say the most rewarding. And like, I still remember to this day being at like ADC in New York in 2013. And like, that was like the first year I started um, making. So I remember seeing girls wearing my items and I used to run up to them and be like, you're wearing my, my flower headbands. And then like within two years later, girls were running up to me. That's awesome. Um, so, like, it feels good to, like, be at a festival and, like, know a bunch of the girls and, like, my customers that are there. Yep. Um, it's, like, super rewarding when the girls are, like, posting you on Instagram and tagging. Um, I like it. It's definitely, like, a com- I never thought I would have, like, a community like this. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. I was going to say, you know, how how has the response been from people recently? Have you noticed, like, do you get good feedback from people? Have you met more people in the community? Yeah, so I receive like lots of lots of good feedback. Um, especially like I have you girls, like you and A and Alina, like mm-hmm. supporting. Um, and I know a lot of girls like look up to you guys now because you guys like weren't around when I started raving. Yeah. Um <laughs> the feedback has always been like really good. It's never it's never people like being mean or anything. Right, right, right. That's awesome. No, it's Aid is actually how I found, I'm pretty sure I found you through Aid. She's great. It's cool. I mean, it's definitely, there's like a bunch of different people like in this space. 
that I personally follow, like I follow like the shufflers and the people who are doing more like dancing tutorials like that. And then more content creators like aid, um, and myself who are more like YouTubers maybe. And then I feel like there's like more of the fashion kind of influencer people who are like, putting together these crazy outfits and things like that. And that's like more the space that they own. I would love to like dive into all of them, <laughs> but it's like kind of hard. I guess just to close up, I'm just curious again, like, you know, do you have any resolutions for the company this year or, you know, what's next that we can expect from you? I don't have any resolutions, but it's funny because each year I'm like, oh, Brits Blossoms is going to be done. Like no one's going to wear one of the Blossoms anymore. And then the year comes and I have all these sales. Yeah. So I'm really, really thankful that I still have all these girls and guys like wanting to wear my items. I'm sad that I'm not attending any festivals, I know. <laughs> but I guess eventually that's what happens. Yeah. But hopefully I'll attend a couple shows this year, depending on who's in the city. Yeah. Are there any um, that you've never done that like down the line you could envision yourself doing? Like, would you ever do a Burning Man? I know it's not a festival. I was going to say like <laughs> Burning Man is probably something I would do if I had the right group of people. Mm-hmm. I have heard lots of good things but I have heard lots of bad things that are friends who have went sure it's pretty like it's like a difficult thing to go to and I've never camped so like okay (laughs) roughing it yeah I just don't something like I'd be interested in going in if I had the right group of people people who have already done it like veterans and like could just take me like a little baby so otherwise like it used to be really high on my list but like unless it's like the right time right group of people like I don't really need to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear you. I think the one, I agree with you on Burning Man. I think 100% like going with people who are veterans and like know what they're doing and either have an RV or like they know how to set everything up. I think that would be like a nice intro into it. But like down the line for me too. (laughs) Like I'm not really like a rush to go. Yep. I feel you. It'd be cool, but like I just, I'm not going to force it. Yeah. Have you done Electric Forest? No, because I don't camp. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's going to be my first time. I used to really want to go, and now I'm just, like, at the age where, like, I don't want to go. You're not feeling it. I know, I know. I'm never going to go. But, like, I used to want to go, and I probably should have done it. But I, like, my favorite festivals are not even around anymore. Tomorrow World and Mysteryland. Oh, okay, yep. I never got those. Those were my favorite, and they're gone. So. That's so tough. My cousin was working. She's, like, a perma freelancer and she works on like all these different festivals and she was working on tomorrow world i think she did it two years in a row and she was like the last time it happened when they had the huge rain that's that's the only time i went and (laughs) um but we were staying in a hotel so i my friend works for iHeartRadio, and the week of the festival came along it was like tuesday and he was like oh we have an extra all access ticket do you want to come so I just booked like an $800 flight and was like, I'm going. Oh my God. Yep. Um, but we stayed in a hotel. So like for us, it wasn't bad. Like right, right, right. the worst thing that we had to do was on Saturday night, we had to walk, I don't know, like 10 miles in the mud because they, they weren't allowing um, to you to pick up where the normal pickup was. I guess there was a lot of mud and they couldn't drive. So we had to like walk through this other mud to like get to the road. It was crazy but I would still do it again and that festival was great <laughs> I know I wish I went to that that was one of those moments just from like watching it on social media that was like 
literally the power of social media and something going viral because that one photo of the girl like she was lying on like a cardboard box in the mud and people were like oh my god this festival is like so dangerous and then it gets shut down and I mean I did see this was the only festival where I have seen people having sex out in the open oh my god that's crazy yeah insane <laughs> but I mean it's still like I think it's just the that's why I would do Tomorrowland because I think people who run it like do like a really good job with yes. like Tomorrow World and Mysteryland. Yeah, I know Mysteryland I'm bummed about too. It's so interesting. It's I'm curious to see like either what other festivals pop up in this space or because you have your core ones that are going to come back every year. I've talked about this on the podcast, like Electric Forest renewing its location for the next 10 years. Tomorrowland just renewed their location for X amount of years. So like they're not going anywhere, these bigger ones. Um, but I'm curious to see like what other smaller ones are going to like pop up in this space. I, there's still so many I haven't done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot, I know a lot of people are missing the whole EDC New York thing. Yeah, me too. Guys, they haven't even like thought about maybe going to where like Beth Elwood's where like Mysteryland is. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. so I'm not sure if he's like thinking about it or what. Yeah, I know it's such, it is a bummer because the East coast, like unless it's, like, like in Florida or something like that, we totally get the shaft up here. We have like Firefly, Camp Bisco, but they're all in like Delaware, mm-hmm. um, Pennsylvania. They're really, it's easy, which I've done seven yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> well, for you, will you have like a pickup? Like, is there like a festival season that gets busy for you or a holiday season? Like, or yeah. just- so it's starting to get busy now. Cause there's all these new little festivals, like Forbidden Kingdom. Oh, right. You even know what that is. Um, and then, like, so it's a little busy now. It will get busy, like, February, March, April, May, June. And then it might slow down a little bit July, but then it'll pick up in August for, like, mm-hmm. uh, Izu and then any September festivals, like Lost Lands, whatever else. Um, and then it picks up again for Halloween. And then it's, like, ABC Orlando. And then I got a bunch of holiday orders. So it's, like, it's never-ending, kind of. Yeah. Which is a good thing, but... Um, you could definitely tell when it's like something's coming. Yeah, that's so interesting how that works. Especially when like Base Nectar has something, I sell like all these Base Nectar. Ah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's such a great gift, though. Anybody listening, like, I think the custom idea is just so fun because it's right. Different. Yeah, I think that's a great gift. The only thing that um, a lot of girls, like, I guess they don't realize, and they search for like Base Nectar on my website or Excision on my website, and I don't know if everyone knows this, but it's illegal to like use their logo so like there's a lot of companies doing it but like I personally won't put the logo up on my website like I could get a big fine from Excision from Base Nectar from whoever yeah Um, so if there are companies listening that are doing this you could potentially get in trouble (laughs) yeah please be careful so I do like I do do it but like as a custom thing sure no I know that's tricky I when was it I just used like Uber Prince one year like this is probably like four years ago and I made like a marshmallow shirt and I forget what else. It was either a lenium or something and people were asking me where I got it. And I was like, Duh, I can't, I just did it myself. <laughs> I'm not selling these. Like I can't. I, I used, so there was a, I was using, I mean, you never know. Like I was using the Coachella hashtag and they sent me a season assist letter and they did it to a couple other brands also. Wow. I got, I had one for eat from Izu two years in a row too. Wow. I mean, they don't do anything about it, but, like, they send you a letter, and they're like, you need to stop. That's so funny. Because they don't want me to, like, be capitalizing my business off their business, which mm-hmm. is, like, I guess it makes sense, but it's kind of silly because it's, like, a little nothing compared to them. 
I was going to say Coachella is just like so much more than a festival though. It's this entire like business model now. And there's just so many, like, as I'm, I'm literally just learning even this season because I've never been before, but just the amount of money to be made around it is like insane to me. Like how many brand trips they have and stuff. I know. I love Coachella. (laughs) I want to go. I wasn't on the Coachella train until like the last year probably and now yeah, I wanted to go and then my friends just were like ultra 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 and I was like whatever I guess I'm going ultra and then last year I was like fuck this I'm going to Coachella yeah yeah and I did and it was literally amazing we did the VIP and we did um nice. we stayed at the nicest resort option oh in wow the- yeah so it was an expensive trip right it was like, amazing it was worth it I like loved Coachella so much. I pro- I definitely would do it again. Like I don't think it's like an age thing for Coachella. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, they just um not that it's like similar, but like it's a mixed genre festival. Literally right before this, I was looking. They just dropped the Governor's Ball lineup. No, I've never done it, and I like live. I've always lived here. It's just yeah. because <laughs> it's, it's just, like, not like Coachella. I don't know. No, definitely not. Have definitely. you been to Governor's Ball? I went last this year, past year was my second time and I feel bad because I made a video being like, I'm never doing this again. It just like wasn't, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. I went to see Zoo. That was like solely it. But then I just saw this lineup. This lineup's so good. <laughs> so it's all, it's all ages, right? It was, yeah. So that was the one thing that I was happy about. Like, I think they got a lot of complaints last year. So then I think a a few months ago, they released new policies. So it was 16 plus. Now it's 18 plus and you have to have an adult with you if you're under 18. And they changed. It said they were beefing up like their VIP policies and they were adding like more water refill stations. So it sounded like they were trying to improve upon some things, but that was my biggest thing. It was like teenagers hammered (laughs) everywhere. yeah. yeah I mean, that's one of the reasons I really liked Tomorrow World and Mysteryland. It was 21 plus. Right. Um, right, right, right. Yeah, I just never thought about going to Governor's Ball. I don't know why. And it used to always rain every year for Governor's you know. Ball. Well, if it changes, you're more than welcome to come with me because I will probably go <laughs> one of the days. I have a friend that's coming in from Pittsburgh and was like, I'm definitely going. <laughs> like, I have to go. Yep. I know. I saw that. Miley Cyrus, Elle Golding. I was like, there's some singers I would actually go see. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, that's the thing about Coachella this year. I didn't love the lineup. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not gonna yep. try to go yeah, this year. I feel you. Well, I really appreciate you chatting with me. It was so nice getting yeah, to know you. I'm excited for you. you. Well, thank you so much. Oh, plug um, all your social channels too. Wherever. Oh, yeah. So follow Brits Blossoms. It's just Brits Blossoms. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And you could shop on BricksBlossoms.com. All right, you guys, that is a wrap on my conversation with Brittany from Brits Blossoms. Again, please go out and support. Check out her website. Follow her on Instagram. I really, really enjoyed that conversation. Uh, It just, it was pretty eye-opening to me, like I said in the beginning. And it's just so interesting to learn the other side of this industry um so many people are starting their own companies and starting their own shops and like Brittany was saying when it starts out of like a passion and something that you are really really interested in and it's just really fun for you I think that that's like the absolute best of both worlds but you know there is the real side of owning and operating a business and being in an oversaturated market and what that's like especially as the market evolves over time from when you start your business so 
I hope you guys learned something and you found this interesting. Um, I really, really enjoyed talking to her. And again, I just my one action item out of this conversation is just just to be smarter about where I'm shopping, where I'm putting my money and to try new shops, invest in other places, um, especially ones that are owned and operated by women. I am so excited about that. So I hope you guys loved this episode. Again, please go out and support Brittany and hopefully I will run into her in the city sometime soon. I would absolutely love that. But the other thing I just wanted to say about this too that we kind of touched on was just original ideas. It's it is so hard, even with like DJing, you know, it's like so hard to sometimes come up with an original idea when there's so many things in your face all the time. But at the end of the day, I feel like no matter what we're talking about, if you have an original idea and you strike at the right time, I feel like that can just be like the perfect combination to get you started on the right track. So if you're somebody who's thinking about starting a business or starting something, just think about what your unique approach is to it and what your unique voice has to say that you're bringing to the table that's different from what other people are doing because I think you'll stand out at the end of the day. So I think that was really important. It was super cool to hear how she started everything from Coachella and the flower crowns. Like that was such a fucking throwback (laughs) to me. Um, I literally have, I'm not kidding, like on my ribs, I have tattooed a sugar skull because I'm obsessed with sugar skulls. And my sugar skull has a rose like flower crown on it, which I know is a part of the culture. But it was also my subtle nod to festivals because I'm pretty sure I got that in... 2015 or 2016 that tattoo but anyway it's my little part of festival culture that I have tattooed on me forever as well (laughs) so I have a special place in my heart for it but no um really really excited about this conversation and yeah now that we're gearing up for festival season I feel like this was the perfect time for this episode as well because I'm sure a lot of you guys out there are getting ready to like select your outfits and pick out what you're going to be wearing so yeah I hope you just have you know you leave this conversation with some new things to think about um, and just to be a little bit more conscious about how the clothing and how the accessories that you're wearing are actually made so anyway I'm going to take a super quick break here and then we'll get into some EDM news Alrighty, you guys, so I have a couple things to go over here, some festival-related and some not. So I wanted to shout out Freedom Ravewear. They did a really cool mini collection called, I believe it's called Outback or just Outback. Um, So go check out their website, freedomravewear.com. 100% of profits from the, I believe it's a top bottom and they have a long sleeve, will be donated to the Australia Fire Relief Fund. So you can either donate directly or you can purchase one of those items. I love that. I'm so happy they did that. I think that's absolutely incredible as a company. So, you know, the fact that they just jumped on that and designed something really quickly is awesome. And the bottoms and the top are so fucking cute. So anyway, go over to Freedom Ravewear if you guys want to support. Um, The collection's adorable. So I'm very thankful. Huge shout out to you guys, Freedom Ravewear. I love what you guys are doing. Um, the next thing I wanted to say is Pasquale teased the return of Middlelands, you guys. So if anyone's not familiar, I'm not even the most familiar, but Insomniac Events put on a festival called Middlelands. I forget what year it was, but there was only one and people were really a fan of it. Like I, I think everything went over pretty well. I just believe that the town and the location it was in, they didn't get 
the chance to renew it there. So it was basically looking for a new home for all of this time. Um, and the fans who went were were very gung-ho on bringing it back. So um, Pasquale said, I think when was this? He responded to somebody on his Instagram. They wrote a comment on his picture, bring back Middlelands. And he responded to them saying, very close, 2021 looking good. So that was send people into a frenzy because that would be so fucking exciting. I honestly didn't even think it would come back. I thought it was one of those that was lost to the festival graves. <laughs> but anyway, um, the first one was in, oh yeah, here it is. 2017, it was in Texas and it was a Renaissance festival themed, which I think is pretty cool. I feel like that sort of fits in with the mix of Insomniac festivals having these like really intricate themes. You have Beyond Wonderland, you have Nocturnal Escape. So it would have it would be four years then since that that's come back. But um, yeah, his last post about it, which this was on, sorry for the pause here. God, this was a couple years ago, but he had initially posted a festival update saying, happy to say we received an incredible amount of positive feedback and support from attendees and local businesses. Thanks and love to you all. We did experience some issues with sound complaints in the community, but these are not problems that are isolated to our shows. These are normal growing pains for any first-time festival, and there are always solutions. I flew to Houston with the intention of speaking to the community face-to-face in the town hall meeting to spend three hours on a plane, only to be told on arrival by a TRF official that they were canceling the meeting as disappointing to say the least. Despite what the media is saying, I showed up as I always do. I will always fight to the end for our culture. This is not the end of Middlelands. We will be back. Which one, I stand, Pasquale. You guys know how I feel about him. I love him. I feel like he's always trying to one-up himself and bring us the best experiences. So that was sort of like the last kind of thing I think we heard about it. So to see him post that, that makes me think that they probably have a location in mind or are working on it. Um... And I this could be a shot in the dark, so don't crucify me, guys. But I feel like Middlelands was a spring festival from what I remember. So anyway, if that came back, I would 1000% be down to go to it. So I will keep you guys updated if we hear anything else. But hopefully, you know, once this year's roundup of Insomniac events goes down, we'll hopefully have more updates on 2021 festivals. But we just got started with 2020, so <laughs> we need to pump the brakes a little. Speaking of Insomniac events... Your hard summer 2020 dates have officially been announced, which was very exciting. It is coming back to the Auto Club Speedway in Fontana, Fontana, California, August 1st to the 2nd. Um, I think that's pretty much all there really is on it, you guys. I don't know if, I mean, at the time this podcast comes out, tickets might already be on sale for it. But um, yeah, I know a lot of people like that. Actually, they were going to have a 24-hour flash sale on the 17th. So this is coming out after that. But anyway, I've never been. I haven't been to any California festivals, but I've heard good things about Hard Summer. I feel like it's a very big partying kind of festival. So it's a two-day fest. Always a good time in the summer when it's blazing fucking hot. (laughs) But anyway, so that is coming out, which is really fun. And the last thing I have for you. Oh, so this was interesting. Let me pull up the Instagram. So if any of you have done EDC Orlando, you would know that there is this thing called home base. I didn't get to do it this year. I want to do it next year. But um, there's home base, which is like a hotel takeover. And it's an event 
that is sponsored and basically you can stay at this hotel with a whole bunch of other people attending EDC Orlando and I think last year it was at the Grand Orlando Resort and it was about like maybe 30-ish minutes away from the festival and anyway it was pool parties after parties a hotel takeover so they had all these different events there and vendors and it was just really fun like if you just wanted to stay with a whole bunch of other ravers and people attending the festival you could do that and then you could mingle and go to all these parties outside so it's really really cool they announced already which is crazy that they are coming back next year for EDC Orlando however it is going to be two hotels next year which is interesting two resorts the Avanti Palms and the Grand Orlando um what does it say there's already gonna be fan pre-sale Monday January 20th at 12 p.m for whoever is already knows what they're doing and wants to book that um but again it says pre and pre-parties and after parties shuttle services that was included last year uh it is November 12th to the 16th so that's pretty much what we've got on there it says bigger after hours, larger pool parties. Very interesting. So I don't know any more details about like room packages and all that stuff, but I've heard incredible things about home base. I again, like I said, I'm going to go back to EDC Orlando this year and I'm definitely staying at home base. Don't know which resort yet, but if you guys are interested, you can sign up early if you already know what you want to do there, but I've heard very good things. So that is one option for you guys if you are interested in doing that. Alrighty, we've made it to the end of the episode, you guys. Thank you so much for sticking around with me. Um, again, huge shout out to Brittany at Brits Blossoms. Go follow, go support, go check out her website. Again, you guys, please send me your submissions and nominations for Listener of the Week and for your opinions on an upcoming episode about if the festival lineup really matters. I want to hear your thoughts. So raveculturecast at gmail.com. That's raveculturecast at gmail.com. Send me your thoughts and opinions. And again, thank you guys so much for sticking with me, for listening to the podcast. I would really, really appreciate you guys sharing this on your Instagram stories, tag at RaveCultureCast and at Emma Capotis. I will always reshare you guys and post you guys. Um, rate and review it just takes like a minute of your time and I really really appreciate it and you know share a link today or go subscribe on YouTube what's up YouTube fam <laughs> so thank you guys so much for doing that I really appreciate it and I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode bye guys Dancing. 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 Dancing.